Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. I guess I'll start. Oh, okay. You're up first. I'm up first. Um, Snowplow parents are ruining it for the rest of us. Do you know what a snowplow parent is, by the way? I was not aware what a snowplow parent is, what uh, what a snowplow parent is until earlier this morning, and now I can't get it out of my mind. Do you know what a snowplow parent is and why they're ruining it for the rest of us who are not snowplow parents? I do know what a snowplow is. You do? Are you a snowplow parent? And tell me if I'm correct so I can explain it to the listeners. A snowplow parent is a parent that literally functions like a plow, clears everything and every obstacle out of the way for their child. You are correct. Is that right? You are absolutely correct, which is a concept I understand, Mm -hmm. okay? You would do anything for your kids. Uh, of course. I would die yes. for my Jump kids. Jump in front of a bus. Jump in front of mm-hmm. a bus. Want my kids to succeed. Mm-hmm. Want my kids to be mm-hmm. successful. Mm-hmm. But you have to park the snowplow at some point. And That's one right. of the cases in which you do that is with um, these our access to our kids' schools, their grades, their teachers. We have We are ruining that system. It's a system I understand why we need it. But we are ruining it. Uh, school, school, schoolology, schoolology. This, yeah, that's schoolology. One of them. Schoology. Schoology. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I can't even say it. Mm-hmm. Campus, infinite campus. Infinite that's campus. One. Yep, that's another one. These are apps. I have them all. If you're not uh, currently have school age children, <laughs> these are apps where I can go online at mm-hmm. any time. You can see what grades my kids are getting. Mm-hmm. See uh, if their tests are turned in, mm-hmm. and have access to my teachers merely by s- clicking on their email. Or sometimes even there's a chat box where you can say, Correct. it's like texting your teacher mm-hmm. at any given time. Sounds great. Sounds wonderful. Sounds convenient. Sounds modern. But we're ruining it because teachers, and if you're a teacher and you're not teaching right now, chime on in here. It's constant access from the parents. I cannot imagine. I cannot imagine can either. you imagine if the texters got to text us at home? Right. Oh, my God. And there's a piece about it. This morning in the New York Times that I read in that so many teachers, it's just overwhelming for them. Mm. And not only that, but students and parents are gaming the system now in that certain grades matter uh, more than others. And it's now it's just all about the grade and not necessarily about the work that's actually getting done. Mm -hmm. So, like, if your child has a a drawing, like a basic drawing, like let's say, okay, this is our entry level drawing into art class. Just draw something. And let's say they didn't get the assignment or did the assignment not exactly right and they get like a lesser grade, like a C or a you know, B minus C or a D. Suddenly, parent, what, what, what happened here? Why, why? And instead, here's my thing. I see that and I have access to that. And there have been times where I get emails or I look at the grade and it's not what it should be. My instinct isn't going to the teacher and saying, oh, oh, Morgan, I'm sure Morgan, this isn't Morgan's problem. This has to be your problem. Morgan or, is a genius. Right. Well, and, or what do we do to get Morgan's grade up in this? This is a perfect example of it really innocently. We were at uh, the, it was Sig, who's like, never have issues with uh, academically. We went to her conferences. 
and we brought up the screen, and there was one assignment turned in. So I'm like freaking out. I'm like, you got to turn this assignment in. Why isn't this assignment turned in? And then my kid is telling me it's not that big a deal. It's just not registered. And the teacher said that, yeah, it's just not registered. So the com- so the the app says it's not turned in, even though it had like the, either right. the teacher didn't get around to it or it wasn't required yet. But think of that. So par- how many parents are seeing that and then just freaking out? Mm-hmm. And, and their immediate reaction is, I've got to contact the teacher. And I've got to figure this out. And teachers are getting overwhelmed when the teachers should be allowed to teach. And now we've got this movement of uh, we need a total transparency with what's happening in our kids' school. And I get that. I get why parents want that. They want to know what they're being taught, where kids are being taught. But what's the end game there? Are we going to have live streams of classrooms now? I mean, I, do you, that, that seems to me like that's the next step. That sounds so, like a horrible thing. <laughs> so this great technology that we've implemented, which, again, of course we're going to use that. And, of course, that's, it's something that gives us access to our child's education is being, I don't know about misused, but it's being overused. So what do we do about that? Do you agree with me that this is a problem? It is a problem for the abusive ones. Like, Adam, you've never chat boxed your teacher, right? Well, I've sent emails to the teacher, but again, my default, it's only not like, but it's not like, certainly not weekly. Certainly, I can't even no. remember. I, could, I don't even remember the last. Honestly, you know what it was the last time? Mm-hmm. I got a compliment from a teacher who nice. sent a, sent us a message mm-hmm. to both me and my ex-wife mm-hmm. saying, your daughter is great in class. She's very attentive, blah, blah, blah. And I responded saying, thank you so much. Yeah. So there, that's a good example yeah. of how it should be used. And yeah. I get that. But again, yeah. I, I'm not constantly checking on my kids. And here's the thing about it. Mm-hmm. And I forget, forgive me f- for younger parents, but you and I are of the same generation. Mm-hmm. It's the younger parents, I think, that are, are, that are going to ruin this. Because I live in a neighborhood with a lot of younger parents mm-hmm. and they're young kids. And I can tell that their kids can do no wrong. Oh, that boy. if there's a problem, it's somebody else's problem. Oh boy! And I know I'm being this is a very this is a generalization mm-hmm. here, but I just feel like there's a different generation of parents now where mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah, they are snowplow parents. But Adam, even our generation, I am very aware of the um, parents that have done way more than I have done necessarily, and my kids will say, "Well, how come you know you're not." calling the teacher or, or doing this. They, they've asked me that. because Suggesting that you're not as engaged? Correct. Mm. And. <laughs> how do you feel about that? Do you think? Well, so who's right? I'll, I'll, I'll tell you how I feel about it when, and I'll give you a perfect example. And Marley, don't be mad at me. I, I always ask permission when I talk about my uh, kids on the air, but I didn't ask permission about this one because you just brought it up and it's wing and we're winging it. It's winging it Wednesday. Uh, when she moved into school, uh, she lives with a couple of girls and she said, Mom, the moms of the girls um, have, like, outlines of the room with dimensions of the closets and of the space. So they know how to organize the closet with closet organizers to fit the most in there mm-hmm. and how to organize, which is a tiny room. I mean, these were like dorm rooms or whatever, how to organize um, the whole room. And they have everything there for them, you know, like they've ordered everything and brought it, all the all the tchotchkes, everything. And I'm like, babe, I'm never going to be spreadsheet mom. You know, there are spreadsheet moms and there are not spreadsheet moms. Mm-hmm. And, and, she, and she 
kind of wanted me to be spreadsheet mom, to be more yeah. involved. You and, and I like, are right. Uh, we're simpatico on that I said, one. Let's I'm go, not let, that way at let's all. Let's decorate. Let's put stuff in the closet. Yeah. Let's go to Target and buy a rug that you want. Like, like I, it's not that I wasn't involved. I mean, one time I was in the hospital, so I was less involved yeah, that time. Right. Come on, but, Mom. What are you yeah, doing? Let's know, go. Get off your I'm ass. Still, Come in here. In the hospital, I'm still not creating a spreadsheet with your closet dimensions to see how many boxes we can fit in, to see how many going out tops we can. That's ne- I'm never going to be that, Mom. So I think it is – what I'm saying is it's not just the younger ones, so I don't want to fall – Pray to that. Yes. Oh, these kids coming. Yep. These kids these days. Yeah. It's us too. It's yeah. our generation. Okay. It's it's not as much though. I don't not think. as much. I mean, it's it's the Gen Xers that had absentee parents, and not that mine were. Pam and Jeff love you, but had way more hands off parenting. I mean, Cheryl Carter would not be spreadsheet mom, would she? No. No. Okay. No. She um, barely knew I existed. Okay. Well, you know what I mean. Like my she parents was drunk half the time. You know, you know, and even they said like we dropped you off at school. We may have set up your freshman dorm, but the rest of the time we packed up the stuff, left you at the door of the yeah. dorm, and like Good that was you. it. Right. You know, now spreadsheet mom and dad, you know, are there with tools and, and spreadsheet mom. Spreadsheet. We, that's what I call them. So, spreadsheet moms. <laughs> yes. That's what that's what they're, they're instead of pl- snowplow moms. For me, they're spreadsheet, spreadsheet moms, moms that have all this stuff that know like what kids what they're registering for on class. Like it's our generation too, so it's not just the new ones with the infinite campus. But no, I used to get a million emails a day when my three right. kids were in public school. Now I only have two in public school here, but and I would say, guys, I immediately delete them if there's a problem. I'll know about it. The teacher will reach out to me if there's a problem, but I don't want to know about every grade. I trust you. You'll tell me if there's a problem. We'll rectify the problem if you find you're struggling. But I, I can't be in. I have a life. I can't be involved in the intimate details of every grade my child gets. That's it. And, and you know what? Schools are probably part of the problem, too, because my wife just texted me. She says she gets an update every day at 5 o'clock from Schoology. Oh, Jen, I'm so sorry. Okay. Uh, we don't need that either. Uh, no, I don't. I'll ask them what they did that day. And if they say nothing, like we said, okay, we'll move on because they're kids. You know, hopefully if they're struggling, they'll tell you. I'm really struggling with algebra. Then you get a tutor. You ask the teacher. Then you intervene with the teacher. Yeah. But my God, right. friends. And I don't need 7,000 emails, too, like the daily update from the principal hey. about what's going on. You know why? Because when then something really happens at school, yeah, that's I'm like scary, like it. a lockdown, <laughs> it just gets lost in the shuffle. Okay. So that's too so much communication. That's the problem here. We got so too much true. communication. We're getting a lot of texts. Wait, wait. Is Jen spreadsheet mom? Jen, are you spreadsheet mom? No, 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 no. No, okay. And not in a bad way. No, like, and, not, and like not, a... she's not absentee, but she's not spreadsheet. I, I and finally, she's got so much stuff that she's got to be to. Like, I think I have a lot going on. She's busy. She's oh a business God. owner. She has a life. And yeah, but not yeah. only that, but she's Kids her son raise. plays seventy five thousand yeah. sports, and yeah. he's constantly she's at busy. some practice. I don't know how she does it. Right. And it's not that great. Little it's of this, not that little of the booze, are... probably right. right? It's not that sports are more important than grades. We're not saying that. Not at all. I'm sure Jen is just as attentive to the grades, but I, we don't need to know about everyone. And also, it's okay if your kid gets a B or a C because then they've got to do better right. next time. They, we Chip can't, off the old block for me. Hey, C's get degrees. They, they <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a whole nother show. 651 We're getting a lot of texts. Let's yes, hear you, though. Yes, uh, let's yes. see, uh, if you're a snowplow parent, call in oh, and defend boy. yourself. Or if you're a teacher... Uh, call in and say enough already, or is this really this communication the way that we can't avoid it now and it's the future and it's here? I say we can dial it down a little bit. Six five one four six one nine two two six.
All right, 924, uh, it is a wing and a Wednesday. Also, we got our holiday show. Now, we'll get to that. Maybe let's bump that to uh, 850 or yeah, 950. Great idea. great idea. Just because we got some momentum on this because it's a little touched yeah, to nerve my wing here. and a Wednesday isn't nearly as exciting as this one. It's on fire. Um, your, Wednesday, your wing and a Wednesday is on fi- on, about fire? I said yours is on fire. Oh, I thought you meant it's on fire. I said, this this topic is on fire, so go nuts. Uh, The snowplow parents you're referring to are ruining youth sports, Mm. too. You nailed it. My wife is a head hockey coach, and some of the parents, uh, it's constant texts about practice plan, uh, critiquing, line change suggestions. She was a Division I hockey player, very capable to coach. It's crazy the parent babysitting she has to do. That's Amen insane. to that. That is that, insane. That is insane. Stop it. That's the hockey coach who's Division One, who played Division One. It's not just Stop some it. schlub. Stop it. The parents, we get have a the... job. Get a hobby. Do something. Don't make your kids your hobby. Yeah, sometimes your kid gets sat or your kid won't uh, doesn't play. Suck it up. Be mm-hmm. a parent and tell little Johnny, say, you know what? we got to work harder. Mm-hmm. You know, are there times where parents or coaches screw over a kid or a player? Yes. Yeah, and that's life, though. Yes. You're going to get screwed over in life. Yes. Your boss is going to pass you up for a promotion. Right. Somebody's not going to love you and your heart's going to get broken. I mean, my God, friends. Chelsea has called in from St. Paul on the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line. Chelsea, are you a snowplow parent yourself? Haha, uh-huh. no, I'm not. <laughs> I don't have kids yet. Let's oh. put it that way. So what do you think of this? I mean... So my family, I don't know, we we were very, you know, academically, whatever, fantastic. Yeah. But it well, nice brag. Well, just brag, brag I mean, yourself up some more. That's just the truth. Yes. <laughs> truth. No, and the thing is, it wasn't entirely by our doing. A lot of it had to do with my parents calling in to the teachers, emailing the teachers, doing all of these things to try to help us, even though some of us, me, didn't do our homework assignments like just I I should have failed I should have Mm. and I recognize that and I honestly think it's kind of unfair that I didn't learn those lessons until college where I was paying to fail (laughs) yes you're paying right that's the education that's a very enlightened view Chelsea have you ever talked to your parents about that or like did you ever have any communication Mm -hmm. with your teachers saying hey your parents are a little (laughs) much here no, I I feel like it was just kind of that generation. It was right at the beginning of when Schoology existed. So, I mean, my my parents were on their like clockwork at least every couple hours. Wow. And yeah, uh that was back when phones were not allowed in school, uh mm-hmm. way back in the day. Yeah. And yeah, so I would get home to a berating of "You're not getting anything done." I've contacted your teachers. I'm like, "Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's wow. fine too." Jeez. So wait, did you talk to your parents about this? Yeah, I, or at least not to the point where I was like saying, "Hey, knock it off," but enough to be like, "Hey, I'm feeling really uncomfortable about this," and it just kind of didn't matter. I was I was young, therefore I didn't really know better. So. Well, what about now? How old are you now, Chelsea? I am in my late 20s. I'm 29. All right. Good for you. So how and how has that affected you said in college you had to learn those lessons, okay? Because your parents, obviously, you're an adult. You don't, they don't have access to anything unless you give them access. So how do you yeah. feel that you learned that? And do you or do you still feel you're learning? I still feel like I'm learning. Uh, in college, I actually didn't finish college. I 
recognized that I just didn't have the motivation. I hadn't learned those lessons early enough to, I don't know, figure out how to fail and then pick myself back up. I failed and I had failed and that was it. Mm. So um, I, I left college knowing full well that I, you know, didn't have the money to pay to fail, you know? So right. I, I knew I had a full-time job at home. So I went home, worked full-time. There you go. And are you doing okay today, Chelsea? Oh, gosh, yeah. Doing great. <laughs> Good. Full-time job, right? No kids yet. Full-time but... job. Mm-hmm. Full-time job. I've got a home. I've got a, a little dog family with me. So, Well, you know what? Uh, we really appreciate you listening yeah. and you calling in yeah, today. Thanks so much. You obviously are very yeah, no intelligent reason. if you're listening very. to this show. Clearly. I mean, it's clear. Oh, oh, clearly. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Chelsea. Thanks for the call. Uh, for your information, pretty sure a key identifier of a snowplow parent is not being self-aware that they are, in fact, a snowplow parent. So good luck getting yes. anyone to admitting to it. Another person prob- has a problem with these labels saying, you know, you don't know what a situation a pers- person mm-hmm. is in. We judge people when we label them. Labels equal divisiveness. I mean, it's... Whatever. Yeah, I mean, Whatever. it's not... Whatever. Just trying to like articulate the kind of right. parent clearing the way. You know one way. when you see one. Yeah, clearing... The, it's a parent who clears the way. So it's just a fun... And, way. you know, and, and sometimes being a snowplow parent is the right thing to do. There are circumstances where you got to be a snowplow parent. But I feel like if you weren't, a sn- and you let them fail, and you let them figure stuff out, like when they really need your help, right. like... And like, it's painful. You don't, it, Nobody wants to see their kid hurt or fail. Of course not. But when life... Be- like, for example, when your kids are... If they go to college, when they're out of college, and they're like, okay, I'm in whatever their major was, marketing or finance, who do you know? And it always helps to know somebody. Parents, save your stuff for when you can give a recommendation to your kid to get a job. Getting Helping someone get a job is a great mitzvah. That's a great thing. Not, you know, they should get a job on their merits, but who who do you know? Who's your? How do you network? You know, let them in on your networking. Do that when they're adults, not when they're kids. We need a sounder for uh, our frequent texter, Bill Benson Wilmer, because oh, he also st- always starts out, Bill Benson Hi, Wilmer. Bill. We need like a sounder, but, yes. but he's, got, he's got a great text mm-hmm. here. Remember the days when parents would ask... Asked the school what my child did. Now they ask the school, what did you do to my child? Oh, my gosh. There is so much of that. It's like, you know what? Your kid's not always the greatest kid, okay? Mm-hmm. And that's – but my default is it's my kid's fault. Yeah. Because that's an extension of me yeah. saying, I failed my kids, so it's they our, failed here. Yeah, it's our I'm fault. not like, oh, yeah. you, what, what did you do? And there's those circumstances. Yes, my, there's been instances mm-hmm. when my kids in certain sports where it's like I feel kind of slighted, like they got slighted. And have I had uh, sent an email to a coach at one point? I have, mm-hmm. but not a lot. Mm-hmm. And I understand that that's, well, that's regular parenting, right? Yeah. You just feel bad for your kid, and you just want to make sure that they get a fair shot. But mm-hmm. it's like not constant. But we're the problem, by the way, friends. It's the older generation that's raising these kids that's the problem. So let's not put it on the, the little ones or the younger parents. They still have time to save themselves. Any NHLer likely had a snowplow parent. I disagree with that. One thousand. Really? Oh, yeah. No, no. That's, see, that's the thing. That's the wrong mentality there. Because if you think that, oh, yeah, all those uh, successful uh, hockey, football, basketball players, they had parents that cleared the way from No. Listen to, like, what Wayne Gretzky talks about. Wayne Gretzky says, you know, I played other sports, and I played hockey because I loved it. I didn't play hockey because my parent brought mm-hmm. me, you know, signed me up for all these camps. I didn't have to be told, hey, you got to practice. you got to. 
I loved the sport and I played it and I st- it still brought me joy. Mm-hmm. So I disagree with that 100% that any NHLer had had uh, snowplow parents. No chance. Uh, 9.32, News Talk 830, WCCO. You want to tease uh, what's coming up? Yes, it is about fire, sort of. That's next. France. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Will be banning smoking on public beaches and what? parks in an effort to create a tobacco free generation by 2032. Um, that's right. That's right. They know they're France, right? Well, that's what, that's what surprised me so much about this. When you go to Europe, people are like chimneys. It's yes. like they don't that's understand not, that tobacco is bad for that's them. That's the truth. It's not a stereotype. They, they're oh, smoking. Real. Everyone's smoking over And it's. It's one and then the next one. And then the, it's not like a cigarette when they wake up or a cigarette after dinner. They are chain-smoking tobacco products. So when I saw this, France is going to ban smoking on public beaches and public parks, and they want a tobacco-free generation in 10 years. I thought, oh, come on. Is this really going to happen? And then I thought to myself, that is a lofty and, and, and really, um, I think – positive goal, you know, because they smoke so much there. And then I started looking into what our rules are here. Mm -hmm. Okay. We can talk about if it's going to work for France, but I spent quite a bit of the morning trying to find on Minnesota beaches, if we are allowed to smoke Mm -hmm. because full disclosure here, and I didn't ask Mark permission about this one, but when we go to like Miami or for on vacation, he will light up a cigar much to my dismay and he will be puffing on that thing. You don't like the smell? No. Or you think it's just obnoxious? It's obnoxious. And no, I don't like any smoke. So it's a beach. If the wind changes, yeah. it's in your face. Yep. Um, and I did find that if you in Miami now, you're not allowed to smoke on public beaches. I couldn't find as much, and I need the listener's help, about Minnesota. Like if I go to Cedar Lake Beach, am I allowed to smoke a cigarette on Cedar Lake Beach? I would, my, I would, I would think no. I mean, if it's a city, Minneapolis city beaches, right. I would say there's no chance you can you can't, you'd be allowed to smoke. I, I, it or says county you can't beach. smoke if it's, in any enclosed spaces, of course, like in the bathrooms right. or yes. what have you, probably even in a pavilion. But um, on the beaches, I asked Steve Simpson, and he said he wasn't sure. Well, and we're not sure. Well, haven't the parks, I mean, haven't they banned smoking in public parks? Well, they have. Because yeah. we were wondering what's going to happen with marijuana. Is marijuana the same thing? Right. Can you not? So if be. you can't smoke in a public park, I would find it highly unlikely you can smoke on a on a, beach. On a public beach. Okay. So will this work in France? And do you think they will be a tobacco-free generation by 2032? If France were talking about, I mean, there is changing thoughts. I mean, Are there? It, 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 it's you know, just because it's slower to change over there, doesn't mean they're going to resist all the facts and overwhelming amount of science that says that is smoking is bad for you and secondhand smoke is bad for you. I think it's slower to change, but yeah, I've what, why wouldn't it change? Uh, younger people seem to be smarter about that stuff anyway. But 
we've been smarter about that stuff since our generation, Adam. Yeah. You know, that's it's been 50, 60, 70 years, and we're not that old, but, you know, that we've known that smoking is bad. The doctors have stopped right. suggesting women with morning sickness take a cigarette or if you want to lose weight, <laughs> Those smoke were the more. Days. <laughs> you know? Benson and Hedges. Yeah, doctors yeah. are not lighting up in the operating room with you. Like, we know better now, but we've known better for 70 years. So this hasn't taken hold in France or a lot of European countries, even in Israel. In Israel, they smoke a lot, too. And I, it always shocks me to see people chain smoking, mm-hmm. having a pack of cigarettes, bumming cigarettes, it's even young people. So I saw one, t- I think it was in Spain, where Jen and I are sitting there at an outdoor cafe, and there's a young couple sitting there. Mm-hmm. The woman is breastfeeding her child. They're both drinking beer, and the husband, who's like two feet away, is just puffing them down. Oh, the woman wasn't smoking no. breastfeeding. No. Okay. You never know. But the, but this husband was right there smoking. Right there, the so kid secondhand, is sucking yeah. away, and mm-hmm. they're both down in beers. But I was like, eh, eh, you know, it is a different. Who am I to say? What am I? Who, it's, it's a different vibe. It's you, a different vibe. But we all know that tobacco kills. That's why it was so surprising to me today that it said France is going to do this. So if you're planning a French vacation on the French Riviera, yes, if you're planning, don't bring the smokes. You will not be allowed to smoke. Uh, someone texted here. Pretty sure there is no smoking allowed yeah. in any Minneapolis parks. Many suburbs, too. And the beaches would be included in that. Yeah, And I, that's I would... Minneapolis, though. But what about, you know, Lake Ann in Eden Prairie? What about yeah. uh, Lake Minnetonka? I mean, I, I think probably there's probably says smoking is prohibited. But it's like, how many, like, is there people really policing? Like, you know, it's just more of a courteous thing. But it's also, like, are people doing it? Have you seen people light up on a beach? I don't really go to beach. I'm not a beach yeah. guy. Yeah, okay. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I go up north, like to, mm-hmm. on a, but I don't see a lot of people smoking. Mm-hmm. I mean, every once in a while, you have a guy, you know, having a cigarette or whatever and a beer. Mm-hmm. But no, I don't see. It's not a huge issue to me. Yeah, and I don't think, by the way, that Mark knows now that you can't smoke on beaches in Miami because that was like such a mm-hmm. joy for him because uh, he doesn't do that a lot. And it was, like I said, more than five. What about golf courses? No chance they would ever do it. No chance they would ever ban smoking. Nope. Because like really? a cigar is part of the golf yes. experience for many. Yes. So. So you don't okay, and that I guess that would if be it's my a city, question. Like, if it's still okay. allowed there, if it's a city course, we ban it? if it's a city course, uh-huh. like if the city owns a golf course uh-huh. and it's a major, you know, progressive quote unquote city, yes, I can see them banning smoking. But no, any any other, I like a private course, private courses. No, I would think no because it's. If a member wants to, if a high-paying member wants to go out and have a cigar while he's having a round of golf, I would find it hard to believe that they would restrict restrict that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, do you think it's going to work in France? Six five one four six one nine two two six. Will banning smoking on beaches? And we all know the French love their beaches. We've seen them topless th- in their speedos. I think it. W- I think eventually it will work. I, I just think it's you know that they seems to be that Europe has been slower to change. The anti-smoking movement has been slower yeah. to hit Europe. Why? Then, they are. They have access to the same information we have. And we always kind of they don't. Internet. And, don't we always kind of view Europeans as kind of a healthier bunch of people than Americans so. are? Yeah, they're certainly thinner than we are. Maybe it's all the smoking. <laughs> probably, right? Maybe. Probably has something to do with it. Yeah. Do you think so, Josh? It's I mean, an appetite maybe. suppressant. It's an appetite suppressant. Uh, some so textures are coming in, guys. Mexico is starting to ban smoking in public. Uh, Google search on New Zealand tobacco ban. So 
I guess other people have done it. France just stuck out at me because it is so French. French, yes. A cigarette. You just have the. Oh it's, even gosh. there's a French way of holding your cigarette. It is so French, and part of this effort to ban beaches and public parks. By the way, it's not uh, just beaches. Uh, the minister, the minister says, the country's health minister says they don't have an exact timeline, but people could face fines as early as next year. So good luck giving someone a ticket yeah. smoking uh, on a beach. And then he said this, the fun leisure aspect of smoking has to go. There are 200 preventable deaths a day related to tobacco. He said we shouldn't get used to that number. So he – and this is so fascinating to me because, again, this is a major culture shift. And and I guess in America – Having a cigarette was part of the culture. Teenagers used to do it. That happened. But I feel like it is so ingrained in the French culture that this is a huge step for them. Uh, yes. I mean, it sounds like, I mean, when you say the French health minister, I see somebody who's smoking. Like, that's, like the French health minister is like smoking. At a press conference. Like, that would be yeah. like the bit, you know, like, yes. uh, you know, yes. but. Um, yes. So true. But like, you, yeah, but so, so yeah, Scandinavia, somebody says only 7% of people in Norway smoke. Now. So they're healthier. Those Scandinavian yes. countries are healthier. Yeah. They got it down with the saunas and the dipping in the ice baths and, and the smoked fish. They right. got it down. In France, Italy, Ireland, ban indoor smoking. See, that's well, indoor. Yeah, but still, that's the progression. You yeah. ban it indoor. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I still remember a time here when they brought up banning indoor smoking and people lost their minds. Lost. And they're like, no, this can never happen. It's, you know, especially business owner, bar owners like, no, I don't want, no. And look at, now can you imagine going into a bar or a restaurant now where people are smoking inside? I could never no. imagine that. You'd be like, what the hell's going on here? It used, remember the smoking section on the airplanes? Oh, yeah. In the back, which in the was back. Like the most ridiculous thing my ever. My parents were there. They're like, yeah. They dragged me back there with them. Yes. Thanks, mom and dad. Absolutely insane. Um. So is it going to work for France? 651-461-9226. I mean, 10 years is, a, I believe, a short amount of time to change public expectation and change culture. Mm-hmm. If it's part of your culture, yes. again, I think it's a bad thing to be part of your culture because it's so damaging. And we know the facts about it. Yeah. But if it's part of how you – like us, going out and having a glass of wine or having a beer at a bar mm-hmm. or at a football game, like it, I would say that is part of our culture. Yeah. Oh, Totally. And I don't want that culture change. I want to be able to do that. Correct. Nine forty-seven. Your thoughts on uh, smoking? I'll just we'll uh, lay on the beach, stand up, walk five steps into the water, and light up. Oh. And then when you're done, just <laughs> flick, just flick that butt right into the water. <laughs> Nobody will care. Uh, let's get to our. Uh, we'll get your yes. responses. Then we'll get to our uh, our holiday, holiday showdown. showdown next on CCO. I'm retweeting it. Okay. Uh, just quickly, uh, yesterday, more people, I think it was 58%, said do not send cards. So cards apparently are oh, on the way out. So no today, problem. here was what it is. Because I just mentioned Grundhoffers, and now I'm hungry. Mm. So when the holidays come around, do you just park the healthiness and say, screw it. It's the holidays. I'm going to eat a lot. I'm going to eat all, everything I want. Maybe have drink a little more than I usually do. Or do you try to maintain a semblance of a healthy Lifestyle. Jordana Green, you first. Uh, first of all, you got to tag me in your tweets. Oh, I'm okay. sorry. So I'm going to retweet Jeez. it. Jeez. Okay, hold on. I do um, want to um, muddy it up with all the I'm gonna crap. Uh, I'm going to answer the question on uh, on Twitter. X, I should call it X. Sorry. Uh, right now, I answered, I liked it, and I'm now reposting it. So should you try to eat well or screw it, go nuts? That's what it says on Twitter. Uh, no, I don't 
count my calories during uh, the holidays. We have a lot of dangerous foods on Hanukkah. We have potato latkes, which you know what they are, mm-hmm. like potato pancakes. Yep. And um, donuts. That's something that we eat. We eat fried foods yeah. during Hanukkah. And abs- I love Christmas cookies. I do not try to. And it's not the time. It's the holidays. Have fun. You can wear an extra sweater so nobody sees how fat you're getting. Mm-hmm. And um, I, it's not the time for counting calories. You can do that in the next year. But you say the hell with it. Absolutely. You have some. I mean, you know, don't you don't have to like be crazy, but because you're just going to suffer a little bit later. You're going to be uncomfortable. But you, um, I say, enjoy. enjoy I still try. To, I still try to. You do. You know, I, I still try to at least, you, you know, check myself. That's um, fair. But it because is, then you don't have to pay for it. I, I and I still do, and I, I'm way too obsessive about it anyway. So I try to. What's your favorite? Is it the cookies that gets you? No, I'm not everywhere? a sweets guy. Okay. So it's what usually it? just the, um, just the big meals, you know. Like, the, oh, yeah. and I also like the lefsa, and but that's not terrible for you. So mm-hmm. you just but the you booze probably too. eat a probably lot drink of it. a lot, drinking a lot more booze than I usually. And do. the the multitude of it. You have yeah. a, a lot of parties. That's what I'm saying. You go to yeah, someone's like, house. Oh, again, yeah. oh, what the heck, you know? It's just always there. Always it's always there. around. Right. So you're you're doing it more, doing it every day. Josh of Wheeler's in uh, for uh, for Dave, who's in for Charlie, who's in for everybody. Yes. Funny who we the got bullpen. every day. It's what about you, uh, Josh? You saying the heck with it? I'm going nuts on uh, the holidays, or do you try to check yourself? So to those around me that I've talked to recently know that I'm actually really trying to make Get the wheels turning with the weight loss yep. thing, walking, whatever. Good on you, yep. Unfortunately, and I don't know what it is, if it's just happenstance or what, but every single time I try and lose weight, it just so happens to fall in, like, November. I don't know <laughs> what it is. Yeah. It, it, it has nothing to do, like, I have no knowledge, like, I'm not associating it with the holidays, but it's always like, all right, it's uh, November 10th, I'm going to try losing weight, and then I'm always like, Oh wait, Thanksgiving's, Thanksgiving's next week. Two weeks no, yeah. no, no, no! Like, don't do that. Yeah. It's, uh, so I always, I obviously choose the worst time yep. of the year to try and do it. But um, I'm kind of going both ways, to be honest. Like, I'm very going ca- counterproductive with it. I eat a lot, but I'm also really trying to also push with the workout yeah. stuff too. So I mean, it's it's kind of just a happy medium, but it is yeah. what it is. That's a good idea. That is a good like idea. if you yeah. just up the workouts. Yeah, which you I can which I've been doing too. Cal- yes. Yeah. Right on. So what is it for you to say, you know what, it's the holidays, let me eat what I want, I'll get healthier in January, or you're like, no, i got to try to maintain, because if I go off the rails, mm-hmm. then I've, I'll be afraid I never get back on. Mm-hmm. 651-461-9226, your text on that, but go to our Twitter poll. Uh, during the holidays, do you still try to eat well or screw it? Go nuts. That's today's holiday showdown. Josh, what do you got coming up for us in Quick Takes? Anything to tease? Well, we got a another go for... Uh, in the news this week and also uh, it is the holiday season so we're trying to find ways to make people feel less lonely i have just the solution for that uh, coming up at the 10 o'clock hour baseball is in full swing nba playoffs are heating up and your nfl team is gearing up for training camp listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the odyssey app the biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 